Welcome to the Business of Beverages, Drinks Industry Insights with Makers, Marketeers, and Mischief. Hello, and welcome to a very special Christmas edition of A Shot of the Business of Beverages podcast quiz. I'm your host, Will Keating. I'm joined by Mr. Podrick, Foxy Fox. Happy Christmas, Foxy. Happy Christmas, Will. How are you? Uh, good. The, the fire is crackling here. There's Christmas tunes on in the background. We're settling in for a, uh, a lovely Christmas time quiz. Yes, yes. What could be more Christmassy than a bizarre, slightly arbitrary Christmas quiz? Well, you know, uh, did you did you have your 8 p.m. pint last night, Will? Uh, I did have my 8 Well, actually, it was just past 8 p.m. So for those of you uh, listening in foreign climes, we're not exactly sure why, but the Irish government have decided that you can't have a pint in a pub after 8 p.m. But it's not just the point, really. You can't have anything in the pub after 8pm. Yes. Um, it could have been worse. They they did a, a great scare tactic by telling us it was going to be 5pm and then going, oh, it's okay, lads, you can actually stay too late, which I think is worse. Yeah, well, I had my post-8pm pint last night as well. Last one that I think we'll have till end of January, sadly. Yeah, if, if, if even. I had some pints and it was lovely. And I actually was, they were post-Christmas carols in uh, Christchurch Cathedral in Dublin. So I feel very Christmassy. Well, you know, let's start an annual Christmas tradition on the Business of Beverages podcast and do a little Christmas quiz. Yes, so hopefully you're aware by now the rules of the quiz. We each take a drink and give clues for the other to guess. And the earlier you guess, the higher the number of points you win. So, Foxy, I think I'm going to guess first this week. Okay. I'm hoping that this is easy. Uh, yeah, this is one that you're either going to guess on the first one or on the last one. Uh, I think <laughs> the, the, mid- the middle clues are all very... Uh, I wouldn't say similar, but equally difficult, I think. Okay. So, Will, this particular beverage in 2019 had sales in North America of $185 million. Product-wise, that's 53.5 million bottles purchased, but the overall consumption is actually down 42% since 1969. All right. Why, Why do I feel like you've read me a couple of graphs you know, <laughs> <laughs> and having worked with me, you know I'm terrible at graphs. I love a graph, I really do. So, eighty-five million dollars, which is one hundred eighty-five million dollars. Oh, sorry, one hundred eighty-five million dollars, which equates to thirty, uh, fifty-three point five million bottles. Fifty-three point five million bottles. So it's like less than four dollars a bottle. Ish, yeah. So, like you know, it's it's not something expensive this is not a premium drink and it's down 42 percent since 1969 since 1969 what a random random fact what happened in 1969 was that the peak well wait we hit the other clues and then we'll talk about random facts oh right okay what and i love the way you thought that i was getting you know well you'll either get it on the first clue or the last clue i mean come on okay i'm going to say beer uh it's not beer so i'll give you the next clue for four points <laughs> this beverage once started a riot at the united states military academy in west point new york in december 1826 over 260 cadets were involved in the riot including robert e lee who was famously involved in the u.s civil war and one cadet actually tried and failed to shoot his commanding officer <laughs> so all right. It's almost certainly alcoholic. 
I think we can. I think we can guarantee if if the army are rising over it and attempting to shoot their commanders, it must be alcoholic. Um. Okay, just because of the time of year, I'm going to say eggnog. Eggnog is correct. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> okay. You see, eggnog is not a thing in Ireland. I, I, I don't think I've ever had eggnog. Have you? I have. Yeah, I, I quite like it. So, so the thing about eggnog is that it's got many different recipes. And at this particular time in the United States Military Academy, they were informed that their eggnog that particular Christmas would have no alcohol contained therein. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they smuggled in liters and liters of bourbon into the academy uh, in, in uh, kind of a deference to the decision that was made to ban the alcohol version of it. So, so eggnog, it can be alcoholic because you usually add rum or brandy or whiskey or your preferred tipple of choice, but yeah. it's actually also non-alcoholic. Yeah. So with the first clue, it's non-alcoholic eggnog is what is sold in cartons. Ah, uh, and then people, and then people add the add the spirit to to make it. Yeah, and it, I suppose the first clue was a little bit difficult as well because quite a lot of people would make eggnog at home. Yes. Uh, versus buying it in cartons, which is how I've tried it in the US, and it is really quite lovely. Yeah. Especially a little sprinkle of nutmeg on top, but. Uh, the, the other clues I had, um, which I guess were as equally difficult, uh, some of the variants that you can get are called Baltimore, General Jackson, Imperial, two different types of Sherry Cobbler, uh, as well as one called Saratoga Lemonade. Saratoga Lemonade. That's a great name. <laughs> There's all, it's also the basis of a Tom and Jerry cocktail I discovered. Aha! Uh-huh. The clue for two points was it is believed to have uh, derived from an early medieval British drink called Posset which was made with hot milk that was curdled with wine or ale and flavoured with spices before travelling across the Atlantic in the 18th century. There you go. And at one point, it's a holiday, uh, US holiday favourite made with eggs and milk, and you can add whatever alcoholic tipple you prefer into it. That was a total guess based on seasonality. I hadn't a clue, but yeah, well done. The fact that it caused a riot, which is actually called the Eggnog Riot, is fantastic. <laughs> that well-known US military uh, adventure known as the Eggnog Riot. Okay, well done. So I'm going to give you your clues. And again, I, I'm not sure how this is going to go, but we'll, we'll try. So this particular drink was first recorded by the Greeks, but it was spread around Europe by the Romans and is known, therefore, by many different names in many different countries. Oh, uh, wait, we always guess Uzo. It's not going to be Uzo. Um, say Geneva, say Geneva. <laughs> never Geneva. Um, started by the Greeks and then to the Romans. Like Wine is kind of a fairly obvious one, but the fact that you've said known by many different names. No, no, you know, I'm going to go very wild and just go <laughs> wine because there is red wine, white wine. <laughs> I know it's wrong, but. It, it is wrong. It's it's wrong because it's 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 not precise enough. Okay, so clue number two. So a variant of this drink is made by soaking a sugar loaf in rum, setting it alight, and letting it drip into a bowl of the drink. Oh, this uh, th- oh, this is ringing a bell somewhere. Um, ah. Oh. No, it's, it's a they do that with rum, isn't it? Like some sort of pineapple rum does that, where you you drip it through. So they soak the sugar in rum and then set it alight, and that, then that drips into this particular drink. Um, 
no, I'm not going to get it on that one. I, although I can picture something in my head, um, but I just, no, I'm, I'm not going to get it on this one. Absinthe does something very similar. S- some servings of absinthe do it with a, a sugar cube, which they set alight and it drips and crystallizes into the drink. But I hadn't heard of this particular one before I started researching it. So then for three points. So recipes vary greatly from country to country, from region to region, but key ingredients in common tend to include nutmeg, cinnamon, orange, cloves, and mace. Okay, I think it's one of two things. And usually when we get it down to two things, we get the wrong one. I'm I'm just going to... Yeah, it's, it's it's one of these two. It, is it mulled wine? Yes, mulled wine, gluvine. Gluvine is what I was going for, but mulled wine, obviously, mulled wine, gluvine, same same. Yeah. So, congratulations, well done. I was another clue that I was going to give you was that uh, it's most associated with Germanic countries, uh, and the name derives from the glow of hot irons that were originally used to heat it. That's a great fact. Yeah. So the gluvine is the glowing wine, smouldering wine, because they used to put hot irons in the fire into the mugs to heat it, which was also done uh, with mulled beer years gone by. Yeah. Uh, actually, during my eggnog research, there is something to do with a hot poker in one of the variants of it as well. Yeah. Uh, I honestly recommend everybody spend some time on the uh, eggnog <laughs> Wikipedia page. It is a, a treasure trove of facts. And then last clue was served at Christmas markets and ski resorts throughout Europe. This wine, this drink is most associated with this time of year. So do buy Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I, I, I shade that one, but to be perfectly frank, you know, Christmas is the real winner here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Listen, uh, happy Christmas to all our listeners. We will be publishing content over the Christmas holidays. We have some interesting and unusual tidbits coming up, so they will be entertaining. I can guarantee you that. Yep. And we won't be going anywhere in the new year, so we will have loads more episodes coming, with loads more interviews. Uh, so don't don't disappear over Christmas. No, 100%. We have some very big news coming in January. Yes. Very big news. Right. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Thank you for listening to the Business of Beverages. It's been our pleasure to bring you this episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe and recommend us to one other friend or colleague. As ever, we are independently produced and self-funded, so we appreciate your support in listening, sharing, or reviewing this podcast. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter, where we go by at bizbevpod. If you'd like to support us further, you can find us on buymeacoffee.com forward slash bizbevpod. Uh, hopefully you'll all be aware, those of you listening, that we are... Um, oh, hold on. Right, I'm recording. Thanks. Right. <laughs> that has to go into the outtakes.